victory, 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 victory. For angels are being released right now. Angels are being dispatched right now. Hamanda ata ata raka teda baka sanda ata ando osa kata rike banda ata rike didi asha da. For angels have even been dispatched from Africa right now. Africa right now. Oh, Africa. From Africa right now. They're coming here. That's where angels are from? In the name of Jesus from South America. They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here from Africa, from South America. Angelic forces, angelic reinforcement, angelic reinforcement, angelic reinforcement. Fika hata anda ata ora bata rata anda eke eke manda rasata. For I hear the sound of victory. 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 The guy walking behind her for me. Yeah. That's just, that's comic timing that is beyond. Well, uh, there you go. You you heard it here first, folks. Uh, From Africa, from South America, democracy is coming. To the USA. Well, here we are. Uh, it's uh, now uh, a full two days after uh, two days, one day. I don't know. I mean, I just uh, we're all uh, in the sober it's, light of well, day. I mean, in a real sense, it's still election day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of think it will always be election day from here on out. Like because, you know, the election day promised for people, I think subconsciously, a relief from this tension, this building tension that they have. There's some sort of catharsis, but that will never come. So, I mean, technically, I think that means Election Day is eternal. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, now, now that I'm, you know, in the sober light of day, and I mean that, that like I am sober now, uh, looking at what's happened, what do we always say, boys? The funniest and stupidest outcome is the one to bet on. As and boom, what did we get? And we as, did it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> as it stands now, you know, when we signed off on midnight on uh, the election stream, uh, I, I was I was fairly convinced that, that that Biden had fucking blown it again. Oh, yeah. I, I was just like, this is about I think what we saw here is that it was like 2008 turnout with 2016 margins. But, what? You know, oh no! But I thought and, when more people voted, it helped Democrats. And you know, like, but like as it stands now, it's like it's it is going to come down to like what is it like? Uh, they're current. They're still counting votes in Georgia, Nevada, North Carolina, and they've called it for Arizona, Wisconsin, and Michigan. I think, or like it's it's being contested. But I mean, we'll get into all this. But like, it, it would it would seem that when the ballots are counted at the end of the day, Joe Biden will eke out a very narrow win in the Electoral College and expand the 2016 popular vote by, you know, four or five million total. But uh, I just I really I really want to begin today's show with uh, with this bit of news. And I think this really sums up everything. Uh, This comes from The New York Times, quote, Mr. Kushner was making calls looking for what he described as a James Baker like figure who could lead the legal effort (laughs) to dispute the tabulations in different states. And like that really says it all. If you're on Team Trump right here that they're like, "Uh, find me. Do we have a James Baker? And instead of just calling James Baker, (laughs) if this is literally this is junior soprano ship, this is Hitler asking where his three other divisions are in the Fuhrer bunker in 1945. James Baker isn't there for you anymore. James Baker is 
I don't know. He's uh, he's still uh, alive. Mo- he's contacting Moloch on his family's office computer. He's just enjoying the fruits of his labor. James Baker is not there for you. Do you think Poppy Bush would get caught with his pants down with no plan to steal the election and go, oh, uh, find me a baker? They're sitting in. They're sitting in fucking Gargamel, Rudy Giuliani, <laughs> to waddle into the white, to waddle into the Pennsylvania Supreme Court with his hand down his pants. Go, Your Majesty, <laughs> I, I declare victory. Kushner is trying to. Kushner is trying to steal this election with the privileged nervousness of him. How I imagine him buying drugs is. <laughs> hey, um, do you, do you got the stuff? <laughs> To, yeah, to steal the election, he, he's calling. He's calling up like a. He, he's calling up. Uh, yeah, I got. I got. I got. I got the money. Uh, it's right. It's right here. Let me count it. He's calling up. Uh, he's calling up like uh, Republican operatives in, in in Pennsylvania, just saying, um, "Yeah, I'm looking for that, those Barry White records and maybe uh, Al Green. Do you have those? Hey, what do you twilight? like to? Uh, do you like to party? <laughs> what? 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 People who are really worried about a coup happening again, or even honestly Bush v. Gore two happening again, is to forget that the spots that were filled uh, 30 years ago, uh, 20 years ago in the Republican Party apparatus by guys like James Baker, these deep state fucking reptiles who slithered through the, rat, uh, the howls, howls of power for their entire lives are now filled with guys who like run CBD pancake batter companies that got <laughs> fucking hired up to like just help push some more fucking tin with the multi-level marketing schemes that they're trying to sell everybody else in the fucking administration. They're just a bunch of fails. They're, they're, they're the next generation. They're the yeah. fucking huckster fail kids. James Baker and his cadre, they came over on the Mayflower and they were bred for centuries to perform the most evil acts that lasted for the longest time. They were, they were bred to, at their coming of age, jack off in a coffin in front of each other to seal this bond, to steal Geronimo's skeleton, <laughs> to perform evil <laughs> cult rituals, and they succeeded. We're talking about the LeBron of the deep state, George H.W. Bush, these all-time great players. Uh, and now we have a bunch of guys who are all kicked out of Navy SEALs training for bringing their bongs. <laughs> you know, James Baker was great, but he never had to play against Henry Clay. <laughs> as, as, uh, this would have never happened to Poppy. Felix, as uh, as Rick Pitino once said when he was coaching the Celtics, uh, Kevin McHale is not walking through that door. Robert Parrish <laughs> is not walking through that door. This is like going from the Bush 2000 team. It's like going from the 90s Knicks, an all-star physical team, uh, or the Pistons, sorry. The 90s oh. Pistons. Oh, I was hoping, uh, I was hoping <laughs> you were talking about, <laughs> talking about Anthony Mason, your face Mason. Charles Oakley, Patrick Ewing. Yeah, they got to the finals, to, folks. They got to the finals. We are now we are now dealing with the '90s Clippers, <laughs> and uh, what better team? It's the '90s Clippers ver- versus the Washington Generals, and I think the Generals <laughs> the won. Generals were winning. Barely. The Generals just barely won, which yeah. is real. Which but is really guys, funny. You, you, no, no, I, yeah, sure. It does look like the cadre of, of operators at the top of the Trump. Uh, Administration doesn't seem to have the wherewithal to coordinate anything like a a, a large scale vote theft in, in broad daylight, like the previous generation did. But you're forgetting that the president is calling upon his army of supporters to form uh, shock troops to overturn the results themselves. That's the real danger. 
How's the, how, I, 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 I haven't heard too much today. Uh, I'm assuming that several of the uh, of the voting places have been invested by uh, by siege engines <laughs> and are about to have all of uh, the Biden votes just incinerated in a giant auto de fe. That's what uh, I'm yeah. assuming is going on. The uh, Reno and Las Vegas counties in, in Nevada, there is, uh, the trebuchets have been have been moved in there. I mean, as best I can tell right now, I mean, it seems like the uh, the, the line out of uh, out of out of Team Trump is that uh, we should stop the counting of ballots in some states, but continue them in others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, is the, that basically it? the ones? Yeah, the stop in the ones where he's up and keep counting in the ones where he's down. That's pretty simple, uh, and that's the thing that makes it almost impossible to imagine a Bush v. Gore thing because huh. Bush v. Gore came down to one state and it was a binary thing. If they'd vote, counted the votes, and Bush was up. If they kept counting, he could only lose. So stop counting. Here, he's got four fucking plates in the air spinning in different directions. And there's no way to have like a coordinated, even argument. I mean, but like, but like, what I mean by the, the funniest and stupid outcome is that, like, I mean, obviously, in anything that's like close to a fair accounting of these votes, Biden will be the winner in the Electoral College. And, and probably. 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 I mean, like that. But, but. I, I do love the idea that, like, the Georgia Secretary of State is, like, stealing votes for the Democratic Party. Yeah, that's kind of wild. But, like, Felix, uh, I, I, you, I think, I, I think you had, like, the best, the best analogy here that, like, that, that really struck me. It's just, like, you know, in, in the corridors of power and, like, the, the elite conservative, like, right-wing circles, like, the, 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 real, the real players, they're all sitting around in, like, the, the little room offside, outside the court before they're sentencing. And then, like, they're going around, they're like, what do, what do you think about Trump? He's a, he's a Marine, solid. Then they just go around the table and then they get to Remo Gaggi, Sheldon Adelson, and Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> yeah. And they just go, why take a chance? Why take a chance. Yeah, that's what's happening. Uh, Marino, uh, Frank Vincent Casino, that is Mike Pence. He has to report back to the bosses and go, I don't know, it's just what I heard. I just what I, I heard. I, I, fucking Jared on the case. I didn't hear nothing about that. <laughs> yeah. Trump is pesky, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you um, trust Trump assumed that if they needed to, he could do a trust fall and all these people who are surrounding themselves with him because in his mind, well, of course they, they're helping me because I'm so great. Uh, <laughs> we're going to catch him. And instead, they just like, let him drop. I mean, if you are Remo Gaji, if you're the remaining Coke, you're Sheldon Adelson, you're uh, any of these guys, why take a chance? Why this, take is, a chance? this is... This is 2022 is going to be a bloodbath for you. Oh, God. They're going to fucking, they're going to eat. They're going to get the house back. They're going to get a nice, oh, the Senate seats, mole, man, to me, they're going to be falling off the bone. We, we could probably see Clay Higgins become a senator. <laughs> Hell yes. I mean, I hope so. I do too. I mean, we I uh, love uh, him. I mean, uh, he's my favorite one of all of them. He's <laughs> the best. You're going to get that root going. Oh, yeah. You get that with democracy. I love on. that. I love it when Clay. I love it when Clay Higgins talks in like Book of Revelations terms. Yep, yep. And I have seen the spherical angel come down and say, "Clay, you must defend this democracy." His wife is, has the gift of prophetic dreams. It's true. I love him. <laughs> He's like the angel Gabriel came down to me. And he said, "Boy, you put up. You put two man crotes in that uh, etouffee boy." I mean, I, I killed the beast of the sea and I put him into my stew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, like, like I said, like it, it, nothing has been called yet. I mean, like you know, anything can happen. Like there, there's a chance that you know, like Trump may still eke it out. Who knows? But I think it's sure. te- I think it's telling that like Mitch McConnell said yesterday that um, 
counting ballots is not the same as like people continuing to vote. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like he I mean, he's put his marker down on that. And like I said, like if you're Mitch McConnell, if you're if you're the if you're Sheldon Adelson, if you're the if you're the last Koch brother, it doesn't really matter to you because like we said it before, they got Amy Coney Barrett on they the got Supreme everything Court. They wanted. The Democrats have like a lo- like they've lost ground in the House of Representatives. They didn't take back the Senate. And it's just like <laughs> Jesus Christ. It, it's just like for, <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I wanna I wanna as long as we're talking about the Senate, I gotta bring this up because th- this is this is incredible here. I'm just gonna run down the list here. South Carolina, Jamie Harrison raised $108 million, lost to Lindsey Graham by like 10 point, 11 points. Amy McGrath raised $90 million, lost to Mitch McConnell. Sarah Gideon raised $69.5 million, lost to Susan Collins. And in uh, Texas, Mary Hager raised $24 million and lost to John Cornyn. All of those double-digit blowouts. Yep, double digits. Except, yeah, you know, Gideon. double digits also in Montana, in Kansas. These were also targeted races in Mississippi. A lot of mo- millions of dollars went into these races as well. Seth, but Seth Iowa. Bullock, one of our, yeah, you know, Seth Bullock, one of our favorite characters, lost. Yeah, just like the sheriff's race. It's sad. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the word grifter gets thrown around a lot, uh, but I would say that one literal example would be all of the consultants who raked in this money. Because they were promising a thing to people that they were going to potentially not not, not win, but they were going to put up a fight and they were going to use that money to press a potential position to to defeat these Republicans. And it's not like they it's I'm sorry. There was never it's not like, oh, look, we thought we had a chance, maybe in some vague sense. But what really matters is it doesn't fucking matter if they won or not, because their jobs are not contingent on it. And more importantly, uh, what they do with the money basically ensures that they're not going to accomplish anything because they just fucking put more TV ads on. They just just it's a circle jerk. It's a circular movement of the money. It's the circle from, jerk from, of life. It's a circle jerk of life from these from these anxious liberal uh, donors to this cadre who then just give it to people who work in media in the states where they fucking drop all this money and then everybody just buys a second fucking house. And none of, and at no point is any of this engaging voters who would determine the outcome. You're just it's a red state. You get this relatively predictable electorate, especially during a presidential year. And it doesn't matter which ads they see. They're already fucking determined. And then they go and vote and you get the exact same result. I mean, you were always going to get, you know, I can't it can't be uh, overstated how much of an upset this was in Maine. Sarah Gideon led in, I believe, every single poll for the past. Oh, yeah. Months. No, that looked solid. And then went down to defeat Democrats who were favored to win the Senate. It must be reminded three days ago, uh, almost lost seats on Tuesday. Amazing. Uh, in Minnesota, uh, Tina Smith won re-election by a little over five percent. That race was not supposed to be close. Jesus. And in Michigan, Gary Peters won re-election by uh, less than a per- uh, a little over a percentage point. Woo. In uh, in Minnesota, by the way. Uh, they had a pretty good operation for Democrats this year compared mm-hmm. to 2016. It was not close. It was a seven-point race. They call it pretty early in the night compared to the other Great Lakes states. But that means Smith lagged two points behind Biden. Yeah, not brutal. good. The, the Democrats, uh, uh, they've only called two Senate races for the Democrats, two pickups for the Democrats. And keep in mind, they had targeted over 10 seats this cycle. Uh, I mean, and that's the Senate. Uh, House of Representatives, they, uh, they, they still have Slaughter. the majority, but 
uh, I mean, their their advantage has shrunk significantly. And what I learned this morning is that the the Democratic super PAC that was in charge of the House races was being led by Robbie Mook. I want to I, I, I want to when you see when you see no one go down for this, I want you to keep in mind, keep this in mind. The downfall of the Republican Revolution Republicans of 94 was them only picking up 10 seats in 98. <laughs> oh, you're going to see fucking Robbie Mook for the rest of your life. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's probably going to stay on as speaker. Oh, for, no, she said she will. And who the hell's yeah. going to go against her? Who, 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 elect, who, who, who will oppose Ryan? me? <laughs> who can yeah. oppose me? Republicans oh have flipped at least eight Democrat-held House seats, including that... <laughs> Including that bald fucker, Max Rowe. Yeah, the, the oh, man lips. Oh, man- how could he lose? He was so epic. Hey, I'm over here. I'm walking. I don't like that Blast Last Matter so much. Hey, but I also don't like the friggin' Trump. Oh, man. Fucking loser. Nicole, loser. Malata- Nicole Malatakis wants you to think she's walking here. But let's look at the facts. <laughs> Remember when he tried to, like, he, like, tried to run a Twitter campaign. He tried to, like get retweets from like wedding crashers conservatives by being epic about bill de blasio and it's like bill de bungalow lives he got reelected. you didn't baldy <laughs> go get a fucking shine box for your fucking head yeah build a bungalow build build a bungalow maybe a shitty mayor and the What's most there, cocked man oh, in america in the world 100 percent. but he Sh- did what you could not and he was reelected. <laughs> Uh, check this out. Minimum rows. <laughs> Let's go, baby. I mean, like the other thing is like the the, the the turnout in this election was quite high, quite high. But it did not really. <laughs> it was it was in your <laughs> precinct, Will. <laughs> <laughs> and then, OK, we want to OK, we want to talk about grifters. Here's here's another really funny stat from this uh, election. Think about the amount of money the Lincoln Project hoovered up from gullible Democrats. The the percentage of registered Republicans who voted for Trump this election rose by three points. Oh, not a single Republican like broke like broke ranks. This is I asked this on Twitter. If you, unlike me, got better than a C in pre-calc. Can you make the mathematical formula that proves my suspicion? If the Lincoln Project, if those guys had never left the Republican Party and had worked for them this election, Trump and the Republicans would have done worse. Yes. I mean, I'm just going to say that, yes. Either that or this whole thing was an incredibly impressive and elaborate uh, uh, double agent inside job style Ocean's Eleven infiltration program. Because look at what they pulled off. They took hoovered up tons of money that could have gone to other candidates and other places more that could have been more effectively used for the campaign they used it to get epic for with themselves and ingratiate themselves in the national media and create now they're going to create a fucking media brand like crooked media style and then epic, if, epic. Just, just think of like the, the the fucking end of usual suspects drop the mo- coffee mug reveal when like if Biden does try to drag out some limp dick fucking public option a year from now, they're running ads against it with oh, the yeah. money that the Democratic voters gave them. Oh, it is. They got exactly exactly what they wanted. What they wanted. And, I, and I think Steve Schmidt, if Matt Sarah is correct, Steve Schmidt, he sort of he accidentally revealed the bit. He revealed the scam because he was arguing with some Daily Caller buffoon and he went I ran the Alito and Roberts confirmation. What the fuck have you ever done? And it's like, 
Interesting thing to bring up now. I'm sure he's horrified by by uh, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and Amy Coney uh, Bryant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Bryant, speaking of Bryant, it is funny that the strategy was we're not going to shut down the Senate for this thing. We don't want to look like obstructionists. We're just going to put her on the court, and then once we take back the Senate, we're going to figure it all out. Yeah, yep. it's going to be smooth sailing. We got. We're, we're going to get the fil- get rid of the filibuster and we're going to do some court packing. That's going to be great. And, you know, I mean, as far as like the, the, the court and the Senate goes, I mean, like, let's not forget that a major one of the major arguments proffered for like why Joe Biden had to be the nominee was to, to, to help the down ballot Senate races. And, and win states like North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, and, that was the idea. Yeah. Like, get, widen the tent, get all those uh, abridged Republicans, and they're going to vote Democrat down the line and, and bring, I, uh, they bring common sense reform to Washington. And we have to ask, what is the point of Joe Biden, the nominee, and the Joe Biden project if he can't win North Carolina? Wasn't that the whole point was to turn North Carolina into yeah. Virginia? Yep, exactly. It's like, the, uh, fuck, fuck the Rust Belt. We're going hard on the Sun Belt. And that means we can give up. Uh, Wisconsin and even Michigan and Pennsylvania because we're gonna we've got Virginia now is on lock we we flip New, North Carolina similarly that means that Arizona falls and joins Colorado and you've essentially lost nothing and you don't have to worry about this dumb question every four years of how do we apply to wor- appeal to working class people because now you no longer have that uh, as a part of your general uh, uh, coalition well looks like you're stuck Yep. With the Great Lakes, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck in four years, cocksucker. <laughs> they have, it's like you think it's like you have turned these, which you, like the swing states, they used to be different. Once that concept mm-hmm. like solidified immediately, now states that were taken for granted and in fact necessary to get any Democrat plausibly to two, 270 are now just coin flips. Oh man! But don't well, worry, <laughs> Texas is gonna fall any day now. Oh yeah, you're you guys are gonna get Texas. It's gonna happen. And I know people North are screaming Carolina. at us. You thought they might get Texas? It's like because that's what the entire media apparatus that these guys are part and parcel of has been fucking putting down our throats for the last four years. And I basically said, this is the only reality I know. Maybe it's actually true. The only way I'll know is when the election happens. Well, now everyone who saw this has to know what is going on. Well, there's no more. We're not floating through quantum space between the elections, wondering like what's going on. What do people think? What's going to work? What are you know? Why did people vote for Trump and how can we get him back? Well, now we're back to Earth and we fucking know what didn't work and it was doubling down on Hillary. Okay, well, I mean, in that vein though, and as long as we're talking about like you know, finally you know seeing seeing reality rather than the various mirages that are created by polling and the media and narratives and you know, online, blah blah blah, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, I mean, it's hard to imagine anyone doing worse than Joe Biden in this election, because, you know, let's be clear. If it wasn't for covid, like this would have been a blowout victory. for yes. Trump. Yeah. It would have oh, been, yes. it been a, like, a, like it would not have been close at all. Oh, even, no. Yeah. Even you with even, even with them destroying the post office and just like out just shoving ballots into a fucking bonfire or whatever. I mean, like, yeah, it would have been it wouldn't have been close at all. But it, so it's hard to imagine anyone doing worse than Joe Biden. But like, you know, knowing what we know now. Is the idea that Bernie would have won still credible? I mean, I say, I, like, yeah. I, I'll say it as a troll or as like a sort of a, a rallying call for what I believe in. But I mean, looking at the reality of the American electorate in this past election, like I, I don't know if it's the case that like it, I, you can confidently say that Bernie would have absolutely won this election. We don't know because it's never going to happen. 
Yeah, but I, that is very true. I mean, like I, we can't get a general election. The, the Democratic Party cannot produce a general election candidate like Bernie Sanders. I think Bernie loses Florida, probably loses Texas. I think he very easily wins every state Biden got. I think he'd probably have a better chance in Texas. Uh, I I think I think he could win. I think he could win somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, three hundred EVs. But I think he wins Pennsylvania. I think Pennsylvania is over fairly quick for Bernie. Uh, the other thing, though, that you have to take into account with Bernie, what would the Democrats and Mike Bloomberg do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the media in general, like we saw, like we had b- before Bernie, we had like the, the, the fucking the 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 horrible moment of like in the pit of your stomach before that was when Corbin ate shit because that was the dream one on one. And the media had this. You know, and cr- created a campaign that had nothing to do with the material issues that we were all hoping could become put it back on the agenda in the Western democracies, and it didn't fucking matter. People voted on shit like Brexit because I think more than anything, nobody thought that any of the stuff Corbin was talking about was ever going to actually happen. It was just more bullshit, and that's in a country where they have a functioning parliamentary system where a majority of if a, if a party can form a majority government they can fucking change whatever they really want in our system i think bernie runs for president i think that the media coalesces against him you might see a bloomberg third party candidacy absolutely uh and i think that the uh, degree to which like white suburbanites the ones who did go for him, go for Biden, but didn't go for down ticket Dems, which is, of course, the hilarious punchline to all of that. Uh, they go for Trump or maybe Bloomberg to some percentage or another. And then it's like, well, yes, but Bernie will do, would have done way better among uh, young people and Latinos, certainly, uh, and working class people in general. And the thing is, yes, I think he would have. I think it probably would have been enough especially since on issues like COVID, he would have had an actual uh, contrasting plan <laughs> that Biden absolutely did not. Uh, but the question is, like, what do people who are just like coming into the scene, what are they going to take? What are they going to do with all that big, big vision stuff? And like, Bernie- do, do casual American uh, electoral participants hear Medicare for all and not just immediately discount it as a real live possibility and the thing is i don't know that but i wonder one thing that really really hurt corbin is if you look at the difference between 2017 and 2019 the thing that killed him more than anything it wasn't anti-semitism anti-semitism they never thought that could make him lose the election it was something to weigh him down in his own party very cynically put forth it was part of a broader theme that corbin was an enemy of britain and britain's allies it was less of a big deal than a lot of other things, but it did hamper him within his own movement, even though in the end, of the, at the end of the day, a lot of the people who cried about it don't really fucking care about it. What really hurt him were the remainers. Making Corbyn say that he wanted a second re- referendum fucking murdered him in areas he carried two years before. And I think Bernie, being the team player that he is, he runs into problems like that. Democrats basically force him to pick up very unpopular yeah. wedge issues. They go, oh, what? what, Bernie, you don't want to do gun confiscation? Yep. What? Oh, my God. And they can, they, there's an entire. No reparations, media, Bernie? They could use an entire media apparatus to just beat him down and force him to, and he would do it. He's yeah. a team player. He's a cuck. He's not, like, we love Bernie. We love Bernie. 
we loved Bernie. We were with him 100%. But part of knowing Bernie and loving Bernie is knowing that he's a cuck. I'm uh, sorry. I believe Bernie would have won. I have two points here. One is that Bernie would have articulated a concrete and comprehensive new direction for the country where the vast majority of people believe we are going, we are on the wrong track, we are going in the wrong direction, and they're unsatisfied with the current leadership. Uh, Bernie, that's because Bernie has a coherent and expressible worldview in a way that Biden and Harris simply do not. Uh, my other point is, I believe if Bernie Sanders had been the nominee, that Donald Trump would not have improved his standing among Latino voters over 2016. I think Bernie, I think Donald Trump would not have doubled his support among black women over 2016. I think that Donald Trump, if Bernie had been the nominee, Donald Trump would not have gotten the highest share of non-white voters that any Republican candidate has gotten since Richard Nixon in 1960. The most racist American president ever. The one whose racism was yeah. the most central feature of his presidency, according to vast swaths of the media. Amazing. I I mean, yeah, like that outcome about him receiving a larger share of the non-white vote in a presidential election since Richard Nixon is it just it it, it baffles. I mean, because, like, you know, it's not, he's not going to get anywhere near a majority. But I mean, it's still it goes against every single thing that like the media has like uh, programmed it, like or, their beliefs about like how American voters demographically are supposed to behave. It, it destroys the only uh, argument for the Democratic Party as a viable concern for, like, the aspirations of humanity going forward. Like, if you ask any Democrat, like, what's going on with this? Like, look, you're saying this is the best we can do, this, like, gridlock forever, then how the hell are we ever going to address stuff like climate change realistically? And they say, well, give it time. The country is getting more brown. We're browning. We're demographically changing. And those young voters and those minority voters... They're going to see the horrible racist GOP, and they're going to say, no, thank you, sir. But Don't open think, the oven. Don't open yeah. the oven. You're letting the heat out. It's browning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what we're seeing is that like, uh, the, those racial categories that for liberals are becoming incredibly brittle and, 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 uh, and defined. Like, you know, they're, they're into 23andMe shit. They're into like blood quantum stuff about like standpoint really boiling down not to like experience of one's life, you know, like day to day, but literally like you're fucking 23 in me, but you're never going to be able like, it's never going to people say, well, what about, you know, black people, black people are the fucking thing that all of these concepts are defined around. They're the other, they're the internal other inherently, but among, but, but a lot of liberals assumed a lot of Democrats assume that people uh, think that, that, that minorities think about race the way that they do. Uh, and the thing is, we know for a fact they don't. Being a Latino is way more of a varied, lived American experience than being a black person is. And as a result, racism is not processed as an issue, as a, like a dividing line of and a, defi a defining element of one's politics the way that, that it is for black people. And that's true for any other minority. And that means that your assumption that the, it, that the clear, horrible uh, racism, and it is according to the definitions of like so civil discourse, it's racism will inherently pull them together in like uh, 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 they'll recognize the threat to themselves but it's like if you don't think about yourself in those terms that racism doesn't bite the way that these white people assume it must and that means that they're like yeah well racism is racism like kids in cages like 
they're not my fucking kids. What are you talking about? Like, I'm a Mexican-American whose family's been here since the 19th century. What the fuck do you think I care about some fucking Central American speaking an Indian dialect who I don't want living in my fucking neighborhood? And they just cannot. And the thing is, if that's true, then the Democrats will never be able to assemble a dominant coalition, like a, a New Deal-style coalition, to take over. They cannot because they're, they have said that the deadlock we have is... Is it cannot be resolved through politics. We have to always tack to the middle. We can't change the electorate. So demographics will change the uh, math. And we know now, I think, we have the 20 years of data now that that's not going to happen, which means the Democrats cannot save us. Like, in any sense, even in, like, the compromised Sorkin-y, like, muddle-through sense, like, they are as apocalyptically, apocalyptically accelerationist a political party as the Republicans are. If you want to know how liberals are taking this, uh, I saw one very respected liberal blogger uh, explain the huge shift from Clinton votes in 2016 to Trump votes in 2020, almost by a two to one margin in uh, some lower, some uh, more southern counties in Texas that were heavily Latino, talking 90 percent as a desire for Caudillism. People who yes. have been Americans since like 1870 <laughs> who haven't been ruled by a Cadillo for like 160 fucking years. They want Cadillo. This is this is the end result of this. This yep. is the end result Great of this. This is they really can't caucus with Richard Spencer. Yep. If, if if these people don't vote your way, they have a genetic desire to return to their memory of Santa Ana. <laughs> like, you are mentally ill beyond repair. We can do nothing for you. I wish you good luck. I wish you good luck. Uh, I, I, You know, in, in, in thinking about this, like the, the Latino vote, I mean, it was like clearly in, in Florida, that really killed Biden. You know, I mean, a lot of people are blaming it on the socialisma, you know, and like tying uh, Biden and the Democratic Party to... Fidel Castro or Maduro or shit like that because you know like I mean the the first really big result of the night and one that was the really the the real indicator for how things were going to go on Tuesday was the Miami-Dade County results oh yeah that, that, that was a real that, canary that Biden won I mean he won it by nine points but like he he needed to win it by 20 or 30 points like Hillary Clinton did or like I mean she didn't win Florida either but like I mean that was I mean, like they, that was an indicator, and you know, I mean, it, and it's also an indicator of like the, this idea that like the Latino vote out there is any anything like a comprehensive thing is is ludicrous. But then again, in Florida, they just passed the minimum wage fucking raise, and, and like, and then there was a, a similar. What was it? Uh, they are reenfranchising felons on the, in the last election while the state continues to go red, and then like similarly all over the country, like they're just they're legalizing weed everywhere, and. <laughs> I mean, they legalized weed in New Jersey, in Montana. They legalized psilocybin. Hey, smoke it here. <laughs> they legalized psilocybin in D.C. And it's like, well, that's good. It's all we have left. We're going to New Jersey. And we're going to Montana. <laughs> we're going to Oregon. And we're going to get Doritos. And we're going to get Mountain Dew. I mean, people talk about that in terms of how it's evidence of, like, there's a progressive desire. But honestly, to me, it feels like somebody, like, in a hospice hitting the fucking morphine button. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, we have no chance of anything being better. Give me drugs. Give me more options for narcanization. I mean, it doesn't. It, it it says something that like, yeah, like Biden was stung by like a, a lack of enthusiasm among younger voters overall. And you're telling me like he can't even pretend to just be like, yeah, we're legalizing weed, man. Come on. 
We're, 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 we're smoking tie sticks. No, brother. because that scares away their grandparents who he wants to vote for him in the fucking suburbs. Oh, by the way, by the way, really quick. You remember all those polls showing that uh, Biden was actually doing great with senior citizens? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trump won senior citizens. <laughs> he was doing. I'll tell you this. I, this is my belief on the fucking how the polls are so wrong, because like we nobody the polls obviously were fucked in 2016. And people said, well, why? No one really knew. And now this is one thing we have now more data. And to me, I'm I'm ready to call it as Dave Wasserman to say I've seen enough is that <laughs> at this point, a poll is not a poll of voters. It's not a poll of likely voters or registered voters or any of those screens. It is a poll who people of people who answer the phone and give answers to a pollster. And that is not the electorate. And they could try to make fix that and like have their model. But that's the that that is in my opinion a distinction between people that shouldn't exist like in a poll mm-hmm. sampling like th- you're just supposed to assume that this is like a cross section i don't think it is yes. I, especially with this big bump in it turnout i think a lot of people because it's a crisis election and it's so po- like things are bad and they see all the day on tv hey there's an election maybe the bad things can go away uh that they're not picking up the goddamn phone to talk to you they haven't thought about it. They don't really give a shit. Talking to a pollster is like voting. It's like, hey, look at me. I'm participating in the Democratic pageantry. Mm-hmm. And if you're bringing in a big bunch of people who have not assimilated that civic ethic around voting, they're not going to pick up the phone for a number they don't recognize. And that means that these polls will always be systemically uh, 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 mutated. It's just the polls are cucked. The it's polls are cur- literally cucked because only cucks answer polls. I mean, only cucks answer their fucking phone when it's a number that's not saved in it. Yes. I mean, you know what, yeah. though? Like, I, I think, Psychos, a, I, th- yeah. I think an, like a, an element of the of the cuckening is just like the absolute exponential proliferation of fucking like uh, like like robocalls and fucking people trying to scam you and get your social security number. I get calls from Chinese people like five times a week. Oh, God. So many Chinese people. That's uh, that's me and my friends. Sorry. <laughs> the poll, you're saying so you're saying what the polls actually are. The polls are polls of busybodies. People yep. want to give you yeah. the po- polls the are kind of people uh, for who polls are rudeness is a key issue. But the ones who do think that things like uh, uh, like national honor matter, the sort they of people are the ones who, who are, are pick it up. on hold with their bank for an hour and they get that automated message saying, "Would you like to take a survey about your experience today?" And they say, "I would. Yes. <laughs> I would like to spend five more minutes on this call to give you a little piece of my mind." Uh, but that's it. But I mean, that's it. that's interesting. Also, in the context of the way that kind of social media has broken the brains of I don't know, maybe half the population, while the other half lives in just kind of a like blissful ignorance of all the crap that goes on online. Like you have like the, the, maybe there is like a, a real distinction now between people who do want to share something. Or or say, say what's on their mind, and people who are like, no, I don't have time. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. And those are going to be Trump I'm supporters. Not, I'm not, those I'm are not going to be disproportionately pick. Trump supporters. Or, or this election. they don't need to fucking tell, tell a pollster what's on their mind because they're sharing their thoughts every fucking day on Facebook with other people who are fucking you know like uh, interested in what they have to say instead of some sort of like disembodied voice on the phone asking you details about you know the child tunnels. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I don't want to talk about uh, two other re- results from last night out in uh, California. Uh, first, a little bit of good news. I, I don't think it's been officially announced yet, but it does look indeed like a girl, Nithya Raman, has won her race Woo! to be on the L.A. City Council, which is a good thing. But It's a bright spot. It? It's a bright spot, but uh, I'm talking like, like the, a massive, massive black hole. And I think what is truly probably the darkest and most 
nightmarish outcome of uh, Tuesday night's election is Prop 22 passing in California and passing fairly oh, yeah. easily after companies like Uber and Lyft spent $200 million on it. And, you know, I mean, like, this is, I think, like, it, this is really more than any other result from last night, a vision of, like, the future of what living in this country is going to be like. Just outright corporate rule. Just like, yep, and like, just like purchasing directly purchasing the electoral system, yeah. not bothering with the tedium yep. of going through uh, fucking electoral officials. And, you know, I, I just want to like the quote from The Washington Post real quickly. It says uh, uh, Anthony Fox, who is Obama's former transportation secretary, who now works for Lyft, of course, oh. uh, of course, says oh. uh, of the of what they refer to as the Prop 22 model can, quote, be replicated in and scaled in states across the U.S. And they'd like to work with. They'd like to work with labor to, quote, lock arms and figure this out. Mont- lock Ryan. arms and jump into the ocean together with fucking rocks in our pockets. Mont- and, like, Mont- send them to Monster Island. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I mean, like, like they are there. I mean, obviously, like, California has this, this idiotic, like, a, a ballot measure system, which is, like, can't be replicated in many states across the country. But, like, they are looking for, like, federal legislation, that, the Prop 22 that will be federal, like, a federal legislation to just lock in any corporation's ability to just not officially count people as employees. And think about this. Think about this. So we in America, because of the specific power of our medical lobby in the post-World War II and, like, the fact that we had, like, a kind of a, a reactionary turn there uh, right after the in electoral politics, uh, you we refused, like the rest of the developed world, to implement universal health care and decide, instead decided, well, we'll it may have it a benefit of employment. And now we're reaching a point where unrestrained by any kind of uh, single payer system or, you know, a uh, uh, large scale buying power courtesy of a, of a government agency. Uh, we have the most expensive healthcare in the world and it's not going anywhere, but we have. And the thing about that is, yes, it makes everyone's life miserable, but it also costs money for fucking employers and they don't like that. And so many people, especially in the Obama years thought, well, you know, those uh, these corporations, they have a, you. If you could leverage the the uh, self interest of corporations to not have to pay for healthcare, maybe you could get them on board with universal healthcare. And it's sort of like, nah, the better position from them, uh, profit wise, is to just get rid of the provision of healthcare through employment. Which means we've solved the problem of how too expensive healthcare is by just having it not be a thing people can afford at all. You don't get healthcare anymore. It's not a thing. That's not a part of life in America. Access to healthcare. That doesn't exist anymore. And now you've solved the problem from the point of view of that dreaded curve people are talking about. Also, I believe a, a Prop 15 California was also defeated, which is best God, I understand. Jesus it. fucking Christ. How, <laughs> hard, how hard is that pitch? I guess I fucked up. How hard is that fucking pitch? I it's mean, it basically just like, says, like, can, can you raise property taxes slightly to fund on anything? corporations? They yeah. even did the thing that all the liberals tell you you have to do. You can't do, do like raise taxes on regular people because they get too freaked out about it. They don't understand that there's a benefit. This was literally corporate taxes for education and people were like no thank you and 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 the other, the other really fun feature of prop 22 is that of course it's, it's written directly by uber and lyft so that now that yep. it's passed it you will it will take a seven-eighths majority of the california legislature to change a single word or comma in the in in prop 22 which essentially means it will be there forever it is it is it is it is, it is 
un, it has been removed from the sphere of like democratic like like debate or possibility or like politics. It is now just unalloyed, unchallengeable corporate rule. And mm-hmm. this is this is the future. Like the, any this is this is so much more indicative of, of where we are going as a country than anything to do with like Trump or Biden or the Republicans or the Democrats or or this demographic group or that demographic group. I mean like this is what politics is going to be in the future. Like you said like remove cuz here's the thing like our input and output in terms of votes like i mean is also totally disconnected from politics at this point totally i mean like mm-hmm. at this point politics especially at a national level is absolutely no different than than watching sports and rooting for your team it's sports ball for sports ball people and you know like like the the outcomes of like the democrats winning or losing or like this it's just like oh it's just like the super bowl it's mm-hmm. like did your you know at the end of the day like uh, some kids in Haiti are going to get Trump, you know, uh, reelected T-shirts. Basically, <laughs> I would go, love to cop one of those. But I guess, like you know, if we if we can allow ourselves to assume that the the results will play out how you know most people are expecting them to, with Biden eking out mm-hmm. a narrow electoral college victory and being inaugurated in January, January. I mean, this is this is a wonderful outcome for us personally on this show. I mean, I was really not looking forward to having to talk about Trump for another four years or try to try oh, to, no. just try to like, I don't know, just find some way to, I, I would it's just, it's, it's, it would be a very bad outcome for a lot of reasons, but you know, for me personally, uh, it would be, and just continue to do this show. It'd be a bad one, but we were, I mean, this will obviously do some wish casting about how a Biden, the Biden Harris era will, what America will look like. And once again, Felix, I think you have it, exactly right i think you called it to a t that obviously politically not much will change i mean like co- coronavirus you think that that's going away or going to be handled any differently or corona like, ain't going away oh god <laughs> yeah. can you imagine with biden president how they're going to be able to get people to take a goddamn vaccine <laughs> oh that's going to be great uh i mean um, he's got, like every time he goes in public somebody's going to try to citizens arrest him and they're going <laughs> to get people to take a vaccine yeah i mean Guys, you know, I'm going on a limb here. I don't think Bernie is going to be Secretary of Labor. And now, yeah, and, now with, and now with the, like, the Republicans. He shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, no, no, anyway, no, of course yeah. not. Of course not. But, um, you know, but with, you know, the Republicans in the Senate, like the, the idea that they're going to be able to do any of even like the completely ludicrous and inadequate half measures that they were like pretending to want to do on the campaign trail. Like that's out yeah. the fucking window. <laughs> that's out the fucking window. Yes, healthcare is still a human right. <laughs> yeah. But like, like, you know, but, but, you know, there's more to just politics. We all got to live in this country and we all got to breathe the same air and watch the same TV shows. And Felix, you're exactly right. Tomorrow morning, every single cartoon on Netflix that's about depression and anxiety canceled. Entourage coming back. Hell yeah, baby. Let's have yes, some baby. fucking fun on television again. Yeah. No, we are we are we are done with the era of bad feeling. And yep, the era of good feelings back, baby. Sarah Cooper is currently being put in a car and driven out to a nice country home. <laughs> yeah. she, uh, she Sarah, can... Sarah, 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 James Corden tried to kill himself. Come on. <laughs> it's the exact repeat of the Christopher scene. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, it's just, I mean, like, we're, we're, we're stuck now. And like, and like what I said, like, on, on Monday before the election, it's like, regardless of the outcome, it's going to be stupid and evil, but also funny. But it's just this thing right now, it's like, People who talk about like, you know, Trump really violently rending America's social fabric and like, you know, like uh, violence in the streets and uh, 
Boogaloo Boys and Civil War 2.0 and like all that shit coming. It's like, I don't think people are taking into account just how long America can continue to go on if things just continue to get just shittier and shittier, but in a slow drip, yep. drip, drip. And I think the really horrible answer is it's not going to like lead to some violent conflagration or a revolution or anything like that. Things are just going to get worse bit by bit for everyone, little by little. But like everything will basically stay the same. And like it will be like that for the foreseeable future. We're going to be young forever. Part, partying is partying's never going to make us feel bad. The best part about all this, you and us, we can never leave. Like Trump at his base, you're with us forever, and we're with you forever. And it's you know it's it's terrible that you know we're locked in this stasis point where I believe, I truly believe like this the second this this Biden term is just going to be like a weird prolongation of election night. It's going to just be like being pulled towards a black hole and spaghettified into one it, one day that lasts four fucking years. Uh, but uh, yeah, the good news is uh, uh, I believe that um, Pornhub uh, is getting into the flavored vodka game. So pick that up at your local store. Let's all meet up in the year 2000. Won't it be good Won't when, it be when we're, we're all fully grown? <laughs> be there to I never thought. I never thought that you'd get dementia. <laughs> I'd be still waiting <laughs> down by my own. I'm that dark and shiny. Walked to Shark County four years ago. Be there at two o'clock at the fountain down the road. Yeah, we're all just let's all meet up in the year two thousand, guys. <laughs> Are you a cocaine socialist? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's. Uh, I know we're. I know we're a little bit under an hour here, but like, I mean, yeah, that's. I don't have much more to say about it about this election. Uh, I gotta say. Uh, you know, a lot of people after Bernie bit it, a lot of people said about Trapo, oh, you know what? These guys are done now. And I, I didn't never thought that. I thought we all still had something to say, but I realize now that what they really meant is they're lo- they've lost the, the much they, they've lost their mojo. They're they've lost their ability basically to be smug. And now, thanks to Joe Biden and the Democratic <laughs> Party, <laughs> smug party is back on, baby. Maximum smug. Set phasers to smug, sir. Oh, if you guys like the vote face, it's coming back. Ah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess the other thing I would say is, like, I, I mentioned it earlier, but like uh, the way this is shaken out, though, with like um, uh, like counting counting mail-in ballots and shit, means that like for like MAGA America. It, like this is never going away either. I mean, like they are never ever going to think. Oh that, no! Like, like this, this is this is, no. this is going to be feel this good again. They can't. They, you got You got to keep chasing the high and, of this know, like permanent state of, of of agitated, you know, anger and pleasure and sadism. It's too and, fun. And you know what? Like it's you know what? Actually, though, it's probably the best possible outcome for Trump personally. Oh, because, for sure. Oh, he's yeah. so happy because, because he gets like to I mean, say they stole it and have a plausible case and like for you know, anyone it, who wants to believe it. And that he doesn't exactly, have to be exactly, and like you know, if he really wanted it, wouldn't he be like on TV more? Wouldn't he be out there like really fucking going for it, like saying, you know? I mean, I know he's he's tweeting it, and Twitter's for the first time ever censoring his tweets, which you know I think sucks. Let let my man speak, let my man speak on it. But um, yeah, no, it's like because like, obviously he never wanted to be president. Uh, he was glad no. to he like maybe he felt like a, a second's worth of joy after winning, and the and hamburger like, party. 
Yeah, and the, and the hamburger party. The hamburger get... party was one of the best days of his life. Yeah, and the, and like and obviously he doesn't want to be the man who lost to Joe Biden, but like he's deeply sick of being president. He wants. He and now wants he Biden, doesn't have. But to now be. he doesn't have in to his be. mind. And in his supporters' minds, he is not the guy who lost. And, if, and he's I, the guy who stole it from him. And if he just goes on to like buy the OA, OAN network and just have that be like the Trump TV network that he's on all the time, that yep. he watches all the time, he'll he might be like something. I don't certainly not happy. He doesn't feel emotions like that. But I mean, he will be contented in a way that the, the presidency uh, is something that never offered him. You know, I, you know what people like, said. I really like, think though. Got- I, I'm sorry. I, I really think though, like. It, like when if Biden is finally like if they call it for him and like he is declared the victor of this election, I think like the same doctors that gave dr- gave Trump like the orangutan steroids and like the 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 Spider Man radiation fucking pill or whatever, uh, they need to like they need to like just knock him out, just like just knock him, sedate him, just like sort of like amnesia drug, and it's just like he sort of wakes up in the White House, sort of like it's like the the prisoner with Patrick McGowan, but it's an island. And it's just like a set. It's a recreated White House and Oval Office where there's staff and there's TV cameras. And it's just like a live stream, like like Big Brother or something. And he can just be president like the Truman Show. And it's You know just, what? I thought, I thought about that, though. I thought, what kind of show is he going to want on Onan? Because obviously the whole point would be for him to be on TV. And it's like, yeah, he could do the thing where he's behind a set desk that looks like the Oval Office or he could do rallies. But I realize there is already a job that exists that would be his dream job. And it is talk show host, like a late night host. Because think about it, like oh, there's right. no there, like there there's a million late night shows and they're all hosted by blobs of soy spouting democratic propaganda all the time. Like and that's that's absolutely hegemonic. You cannot not be a lib and do that shit. Hmm. Imagine as counter programming that same time when people are getting into bed, old people are getting into bed to watch their stories. Fucking Trump is in front of a hooting crowd of slathering MAGA dipshits, and he gets to do a bunch of jokes, riffs. They wouldn't even give him a fucking monologue. He just, he just riff about what he yeah, watched. He just yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what does he get to do? He gets to talk to celebrities. That is such a good idea, people. Matt. That is. And, and here's the thing and is. Gossip. And here's the thing. As an interviewer and just as a comedian. He's about a thousand times funnier than fucking Fallon or Kimmel. Oh, my God. (laughs) The only not comparable, not comparable beings in terms of humor. It's not even close. Yeah. God, dude, I Lathe of Heaven. Are you out there? Are you there? God, it's me. Will Trump as the host of The Tonight Show would be fucking awesome. And he like he he would he would enjoy it. It would be perfect for him. I mean, the, The Apprentice, that was like the best job he's ever had to go all the way back to Casino. He gets to be Ace Rothstein. Yes. <laughs> hosting, yes. His shitty, hosting his shitty show. Challenging Joe he Biden. He challenges Joe Biden to Joe a Biden. debate. He'll be challenging like Bruce Orr to the debate. And, <laughs> I like, like Bruce, get, Bruce, come in here. Yeah, he'll be challenging Rupert Bruce Orr and like the county commissioner who like, <laughs> no, you know. He'll be, yeah. he'll be daring Rupert Murdoch to come on the show and debate him about the Fox decision desk calling Arizona <laughs> right after interviewing Frankie Valley. Oh my God! Yeah, that. Oh, what a bright future for him. You can ask me anything you want, Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> Donald Trump was a one-term president of the United States, <laughs> one of the best football handicappers in the world. <laughs> He'll take you inside the real Mar-a-Lago, like no one can. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I just, I, I love, I love the, I love the, like Casino America. I mean, it, it, oh it's, yeah, it's, that's it's the perfect movie destiny. that just like it just describes like 
people coming together to build this gigantic, like, sprawling empire of, like, fucking money and greed. And then, like, they, them all just fucking destroying it. And it yep. all just come collapsing fucking down. But then the yep. joke is, the casinos are still there. Vegas yep. still exists. People are Beautiful more popular ever. than ever. It's wonderful. We love it. This is, we are all Frank Marino. We are all Joe Pesci's kid thinking that we're smart because we know not to put too much butter on the pancake. <laughs> we, are, we are all Frankie Valley being interviewed and saying that it was fun to fuck my wife to create all my kids. We're all, those we're, all the, we're all the Vegas Metro PD fucking detective who coaches Little League. And he's like, I got to, you know, American kids out there, you can't be trying to hit a home run every time. You got to do some. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is your life, America. Your head in a vice, just squeezing it. And there's fucking uh, Joey B over your head. Joey going, B. Don't make me be a bad guy. Joey B, you made you pop your head out of your fucking head for Joey B. Do this asshole a favor. <laughs> fucking kill me. Nira, is, we are getting married, and Nira is calling us, telling us that she remembers how we looked on the first day she ever saw us when we were 14. You're like a wild. Oh, my God. You're like a wild it, cult, Nira, for some ever. Do you, do you, can you hear me? Can you feel me in, your, in the pit of your stomach? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good country. It's, yeah, it's, it's the best. It's I mean, it's, <laughs> we're still number one. You watch one. that movie, you have a good time. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're I love casino. You know, oh, casino and America, we're still number one, guys. We're number one. Number one, baby. Number one. Well, yeah. Well, that's it. Um, talk to you guys soon. Oh yeah, yeah soon. in a new in a new uh, good America. Yeah, America. Yeah, exactly. We're back. It's to all be- going to be good. <laughs> we're back to being the good country. And you know we're what? Gonna broadcast live. The next episode live from brunch. And you know what? <laughs> uh, 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 Vincent Bevan said it. But at the end of the day, no matter what happens in the future, nothing can ever change the fact that America is the country that elected Donald Trump president. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> it rules. It, it rules. Oh, it's so it's something, man. It's real something. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. See you. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.